do what's right, be what's right. Not everybody's going to see, understand, and believe, but if you are right and you're doing what's right, time will prove that out. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Have you ever had your identity stolen? Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. I am Brian Carney, sitting here with Dale. And we are talking through this launch of Foreverline Inc. And we talked last week about how we were starting to build the team. Um, but one of the very first things we did when we created Foreverline was we created a website. Yep, got to have a website. And uh, we, we've talked about that. We created a logo and a website. We worked with Donna at DK Marketing to do that. Uh, but interestingly, we tried to register foreverlawn.com makes sense <laughs> it does but that word that .com that domain was not available and we looked into it it wasn't really anyone using it no, i think it was, was like a, it was like a seed company or mm -hmm. something who had had it before down in florida but it i mean we trademarked or we were in the process of we were going to trademark the term foreverlawn like we knew that no one else was using that name and so, you know, we had done all the searches that we just couldn't get foreverlawn.com. And it looked like we, we, there was this domain registry. Um, we had the ability to do like a, a backup. Right. Put a, put a request. Yeah. And, and it was going to become available in the next like year. Yeah, I don't know months. what it was. And so when that happened, it was going to be ours. Right. So we put our request in and we're waiting and for, it, I think we'd even tried to contact the owner a little bit, but you know, we we're just running. Right. But so we're running with foreverlineinc.com. No big deal. If somebody goes to foreverlineinc.com, it's dead. There's no website there. And we know that in the next year to 18 months, when it becomes available, it'll be ours. And then we'll redirect and foreverlineinc.com will be our website. So um, we're out there and everything's going along pretty well. We have some dealers. We've had our first conference. And Ryan, it was going swimmingly. Swimmingly. And then one day, and one we got day. a call. What was that call? Well, we got a call. I believe it was from one of our dealers. I agree. And they said, hey, we have a problem. Um, I have my customers trying to go find Foreverlawn, and they're going to a competitor's website. And we're like, well, what do you mean? What, I mean what's that mean? And they said, well, they're typing in foreverlawn.com, and they're winding up at this other synthetic turf company. At their website. And we said, well, first of all, our website's not foreverlawn.com. It's foreverlawninc.com. And they're like, yeah, we get that. But when people hear or see the name foreverlawn, they type foreverlawn.com. Maybe they didn't hear us say the, the website. And they are winding up at a competitor's website. So and we thought that's not get out right. The, it's get just out the computer. Dead site. Yeah. Pull up, you know, pull up the, the screen and type in. Revlon.com and son of a gun, we are sitting at another, another turf, turf company's, company's website. website. It's like, oh my goodness. You talk about 
a punch in the gut. And this wasn't just a synthetic turf company. It was a primary competitor of ours. And one we didn't really like much. Didn't like them too But much. it wasn't just a punch in the gut. I think it was a punch in the gut and a knee to the groin and maybe an elbow <laughs> to the head. Like that one hurt. And, uh, you know, our dealers are looking at us like, guys, what are you, what are do you doing? How are you going to fix this? Because we invested money to be a part of Forever Lawn because the name brand is starting to, you know, we're starting to get some national attention. We're getting some traffic. People are recognizing this. But we can't advertise this. Foreverlon, if they go to foreverlon.com and it's going yeah. to some other turf company. Right. When when it was dead, right? When it's a dead site, that's okay. Because they, they hear Foreverlon, they type foreverlon.com. It doesn't produce anything. Error 404. Yeah. And, and so then they do a search and then they can look at the search and find Foreverlon to do it. That's great. But when that takes you directly to our direct competitor's website, man, that, that was rough. So, so what... what what happened apparently was the owner of this company went out and tracked down the person that owned that, um, essentially jumped us in Art line, domain. paid, yep. paid them money, whatever the amount of money was, we don't know, and acquired that domain and then took foreverland.com and intentionally pointed it to their website. I just want to say that's dirty pool. That's really, if, really dirty. If you've got to stoop to that level to try and get business. You're yeah. a crooked person and you, you just, <laughs> I, I'm still, it's still, it's still, still a little tender. Yeah. Uh, it irks me. Hair standing up on my arms. I get a little angry about this one. So, but so, so but, but, we're, but let's fix it. We're, but we're in a mess. We right? are. I mean, because not only are we losing business, not only are we investing money in advertising that is actually then going to promote and help our competitors business. Like you said, we have dealers who have invested money, uh, their, their livelihood, they've changed careers to be part of Forevalon and now they're being affected and they're leaning on us. And there were, there were a lot of angry calls or a lot of upset calls, a lot of challenging calls. How can you do this? You know, how, how could you let this happen? You it's guys like, lied to us. Yeah. Guys, that's right. We didn't have today, you know, we've built and established, um, credibility with our dealers. This is in the early days. We didn't have that yet. Yeah. Where I mean, you're, so th- and a half in. Th- this was a, this was a very difficult situation to be in. And that, that's actually an interesting point. Cause I think, you know, one of our biggest assets is trust capital, right? That, that we, we operate with integrity. We do what we say. And so we build trust and people trust, especially our dealers that we're going to operate in a manner that's in everybody's best interest. And we're going to do what we say. And so when that trust gets fractured, because, and this was something outside of our control. We had no idea it was even happening. And man, we were, we were in a little bit of a tailspin. So we started diving into it. Yep. How do How we do fix, you fix this? it? And so we did some research and, and guys, I sound like, we sound like we're so old when we say this, but this was kind of the early days of the internet. This is, what did we say? 2000, this is 2005, four, five, 2005. And, um, there weren't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of precedent on this. And so we started looking into it and um, there was this kind of, I I think it was called ICANN internet registry domain dispute thing. I think they were based out of Minnesota or something. And it was this online arbitration that if somebody had taken your trademark, like if I had gone out and this happened, I know people don't remember. Yeah. Chevy.com. Yeah. So when, when the internet was starting, people did this, right? There were squatters who go out and just buy all these websites up and 
then they try and sell them to people. And so if you could prove that somebody was taking your trademark or your company name and they were squatting on it and trying to extort money out of you, then, you know, you would be able to get this, um, domain registry to, um, or I can, whatever this right, to, to correct them. To, they'd, right. Problem. They'd correct it. So we, we looked into this and there was no, like nobody to call. It was all just these online forms. So there was an online arbitration. So we filled this out and we fill out, you know, all the, you know, our corporate documents. We put all the information in our, you know, current website, our, you know, proof of using the brand right. name. Advertising, examples of advertising and promotion we've done. And we, I mean, it's pretty stone cold lead pipe lock that clearly we've been cheated. We've been hacked. We, yeah. And so we put all that together and we submit it. And we figure, they say, you know, it's going to be a few months. We can give the other company a time to respond, but, you know, we'll, we'll get back to you. And so we're fully, we're telling everybody, hey, we filled this out. We feel pretty confident that uh, this will be resolved in the next few months. And then what happens? Well, uh, this other company went out and they um, presented to this group that they owned, that, that they sold a product called Foreverlon. And they falsified documents. They falsified the website. They sent in uh, images that were obviously, uh, I mean, anybody should have been able to tell this was doctored, right? They had fake invoices of a product being sold called Forevalon. And so so they put themselves out as having claims to the Forevalon name because they had a product that they were selling before Forevalon became a company. And- Total fabricated lies. Yes. And amazingly, it worked. And, <laughs> and we shouldn't have been. We, maybe we were a little naive. I did not think that anyone would lie in a court or under oath type setting. Like yeah. the, the thought that somebody would do that was preposterous to me, right? Like if you were sworn to tell the truth. Or, or, you're, right, you're, or you're write take, the truth. You're taking an oath, right? Obviously. The word is your bond. And we would find out here. And again, in the future, we would learn in the future that not everyone operates with that same set of ethics and morals. Some people are willing to lie under oath if it's in their best interest, and that's what happened here. And so, this uh, ICANN organization basically responded back and said, "It's not clear to us. We can't make a change. We're just going to leave it alone," uh, which meant we didn't get our mm. website. <laughs> it's just <laughs> all right. Oh my on. goodness. So, um, dealers are furious, we're furious, and we've got to figure out how to fix this. So the next step, we just figured, you know, we started talking to people. They're like, well, you need to talk to an attorney. So we did. Yep. So I, I coached, um, Derek's team with a, a, a guy, coach Rick and coach Rick was a, a great man, but his wife worked with uh, a local attorney. And, um, he knew what we were struggling with and he said, Hey, let me connect you to this guy, uh, and enter Dave Standridge, Dave Standridge. And, uh, you might want to make a note of that name. You're going to hear it a little bit more <laughs> as this goes on. Um, and I will just say, I'm very thankful and I think it's fortunate for us that we were connected to Dave. Great, well, well, great look, guy. Yeah. This is, this is a chance for me to interject and say, there are challenges in life. There are struggles in life. There are valleys. There are hard, dark times. And 
in some way, in some fashion, they all happen for a reason. They happen to form us. They happen to direct us. They happen to steer and mold us. And in this case, David came into our life here for what we thought was the deepest, darkest moment we'd had in business, losing uh, the Frevalon website to somebody else. And in reality, that was the introduction to David that was a relationship and a partnership that would carry us through the next decade. Mm. Uh, didn't know it at the time, but it was very fortuitous, or I, I would say providential, uh, that, that it happened that way. We have that cliffhanger soundbite. We need a foreshadowing soundbite because this is this is big, we're, heavy, we're, yeah, heavy, there's, heavy foreshadowing. There's going to be more of that. But so we start working with David and we start to really make some progress on the legal front. Um, and if for people that aren't involved in in any legal situations, you, you think of a court case and it's not like one trial. It's not like you have a trial and you win and lose. Like there are a series of smaller motions and proceedings and you know legal maneuvering that build up to this. And, and so you kind of get this snowball effect in a, in a court case. And, you know, you win some of these little motions and it has a huge impact down the road and we start winning, right? We start seeing, you know, we, we get, uh, the jurisdiction. I think we got, we got, you know, some other limits on, on things or, you know, discovery or all these things. We started to win these smaller things. And then we find something that was a website and I don't even know like a time capsule that you could go back oh, and that was, look at that was pure gold websites at previous points in time. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even, and I don't, this might be a normal thing that is, is out there today, but at the time I don't even so, know how we found it. So the, the basis of their claim was they had a product called Forevalon, which was a spray that they spray put on, they put on their, their turf and, and they, they were selling this in 2003 before we had formed Forevalon and they had they'd submitted again photos and pictures of screen captures of their website that had this product and invoices that had this product. So, Brian, you find this website or this resource that allows you to go back and look at a website at a point in time. So we right. could go back to the date they claimed in two thousand and three, and we could look at their website, and, and it didn't it exist. Didn't exist. There was nothing there. And so we, in essence, we totally caught them red handed in a lie. So we're winning these small motions. We have clear evidence. We are, we're going to win like this. We, things are turning. It's slow. Legal process isn't fast, but you know, thanks to Dave and his legal work, thanks to some of the things we found. And thanks to the fact that the truth was on our side, right? We were right. We were operating with integrity. Um, it was starting to turn our way. Then something else happened. <laughs> <laughs> so this story we're telling um, chronologically started in the summer fall of 2005. But the resolution doesn't truly happen until like the fall of 2006. Yeah. And so what happened is along this way, during this time we had started working with the people's family and synthetic turf resources and uh, that group were producing our product and doing things. And they had bought AstroTurf out of bankruptcy, which was really interesting because AstroTurf's bankruptcy is what put us out of business. And so when we first started that relationship, we were working through that. And now 
a year, year and a half into this, we have a, a really good developing partnership with them. And, and, um, you know, we're able to, to work around the idea that the people that own the plant that produce our product also produce product for, uh, another company. And then, um, Brian calls us up, Brian peoples and says, Hey guys, I'd love to go out to breakfast. We were down in Dalton. He said, I'd like to go out to breakfast and, and talk with you. And it just had a different feel. Yeah. And I, I think we kind of had an inkling of why we he knew. might have wanted to talk to us. I don't know us, why but, we knew, but somehow we knew. Yeah. Heard it to the grapevine. But in short, the people's family ended up purchasing this other turf company that we were in, in battle in or we were engaged in this lawsuit with. And it was a really interesting moment because here we are, we're about to win. And when you win, like we were going to get attorney's fees we, and other yeah, things. We had been... We had been damaged. damaged. There is no doubt we had been damaged for the past year of advertising money we're spending going and directing people to this other company. So the people's family takes us over. So now we're, we're at a spot where we're almost suing suing our our supplier, primary supplier and obviously, and a friend. Right. And so we didn't want to do that. We, We, we didn't want to, but at the same time, we had to get it resolved. We had to get the the website back. And, you know, it's just, it's this really awkward moment. And, you know, we, we, fortunately, the people's family operates with integrity. Integrity. The people's family is is somebody that, that, you know, had our best interest at heart too. And, and so we worked through it. And, And in the end, we ended up, you know, dropping the lawsuit and getting rid of everything. And they returned the domain to us. So we, owned and now still own foreverlon.com. And it was a happy day for all of our dealers. It was a good day for our relationship with the people's family, but legal expenses aren't minor. We had dumped a lot of money into getting to the point all the while thinking we're going to recoup that money once we win the lawsuit. Right. Recoup the expenses that we dumped in, but also recoup damages, Yes, right? There's the hard actual costs and then there's the unseen or, or unknown Opportunity costs, opportunity loss. And again, yep, people's family was tremendous in um, getting the situation resolved, giving it back to us and all that. But it, it was... Um, it was kind of a bittersweet it was symphony. A definitely was a bittersweet. Huh, I've heard that before. More sweet than bitter. But so we, we got that resolved and we appreciated um, the, the, the manner in which the people's family did that. We did not appreciate the other company. Um, but we spent, it's just out of curiosity. What happened to that guy? That guy is out of the industry. Mm-hmm. Maybe wound up behind I bars. I feel like there might've been prisons. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> we're not, we're not bitter. We don't hold grudges, but the, uh, yeah, in the end, people of integrity expect to be believed and being a person of integrity, even under pressure, so all this is going on. We're still trying to run a business. Mm-hmm. And so fortunately in the end, you know, we operate with integrity. The people's family operated with integrity. We got to a good resolution outside of all the, the legal expenses and lack of damages, but we got to a great resolution. But you mentioned this happened over the course of a year, 18 months, something like that. We're trying to run a business. Yeah. We're trying to run a startup national business along with, along with our local two two yeah, installation business. And it would have been so easy. I mean, 
if, if you haven't been through a court case, don't mm, stay away from they're them. awful. They are consuming attorneys do good jobs, but man, they assume that the only thing you have to do is to give them information. So you're, you're spending time doing research, you're spending time pulling stuff up and it can be very, very distracting, but we had to stay focused on continuing to move forever on forward and building our local business. <laughs> So I, it was, and, and you started a statement, but you didn't finish it. People, people of integrity. integrity expect to be believed. And, and when they're not, they let time prove them right. That is I love that. Love that quote. Do what's right. Be what's right. Not everybody's going to see, understand, and believe. But if you are right and you're doing what's right, time will prove that out. Yep. And when you're under that press, so if, if, you know, as we start to wrap this up, if you look at takeaways from this and, and I would tell you, if you're in the middle of something or somebody is, is coming at you and, and it's false, or there's a, you know, somebody else is operating with a lack of integrity, you need to continue to be a person of integrity. It doesn't mean you don't fight. You don't push back. You don't say, Hey, that's not right, but still operate with integrity. And when you're under that pressure, you can't let these storms distract you from where you're headed, from what you're doing, staying on course with your, your business or whatever path it is that you're on. Yep. They lie. You don't stay true. And you know, in our case, um, we could have won the case, uh, but that would have involved because of the, the change in the, the course that would involved us suing our friends, people what? we, we knew for uh, damages and what have you. And that, and, right. That's not what it was about. And they hadn't done anything wrong, so nope. that didn't make sense. Um, but, you know, I think in the end, the people's family chose a relationship with us, and we chose a we relationship chose the, with the them. Value of the, relationship. the value of the relationship was more than the dollar amount that either could have and, gotten. And that proved itself over decades. Time to, yeah. to, to write current to this day. And we, through this process, we were honest with our dealers. We didn't lie. We didn't try to hide behind it. Uh, there was confusion because I know our, our, some of the dealers back then felt like, oh, well, you told us um, that you had, that, that, that you own this, that you were protected. And it's like, no, we never, we never presented that we owned com. They knew, I mean, our website was com, and we told them why it was com, And um, we used the Frevalon name and we had TM'd it and we were in the process of, you know, getting the registered trademark, but um, we had to deal with a lot of um, disappointed dealers, disappointed people, but we had to deal with them in truth. And that's, that's the way you address things like this. Yeah. So if you find yourself in one of these unfortunate situations, um, you know, a couple of things we would say, one, continue to operate with integrity. Two, don't let those storms distract you. Um, and three, choose relationships. Focus on the good and, and, and the relationship and what can come out of it. We talked about you know, the relationship that was formed with David Standridge and, and the relationship with the people's family. And those are things that still carry on to, to today. And you know, just always be a person, be a of, person integrity, of integrity, even when you're under the pressure. So guys, obviously takeaways from this across all avenues of life, all aspects of life, do what's right, carry that integrity. And that's the message we're trying to carry forward. We want to be people of impact. We want to create people of impact. That's the reason we're doing this 
podcast. That's the reason we st- share our stories, our successes, and our failures. And uh, we'd ask you, I mean, help us share that message. Uh, tell people about this podcast. Let them know uh, how to find it. Uh, Apple Podcasts, downloads. What What else? What's the other one? Spotify. Spotify. Pretty much um, anywhere you consume podcasts, we're there. And uh, take 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 a snapshot of your screen as you're listening to it. Send it to a friend. Uh, give us a comment. Give us a like. Help us help us carry this message forward. And as always, uh, we want you to be people of impact, create people of impact. Uh, you do that by your actions more than your words. So go do it. Go live it. And we will be with you again next week. Have a great week. This is the Threadco Army reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.